What's happening guys, Sam Adams here and welcome to the first ever episode of Decaf, which is going to be a new series here hosted on Anchor.fm where I talk about what I'm doing with content creation, give you guys tips, things along those lines. And the question is, before you even get too far into this podcast, why should you listen to me? And to be honest, I have nothing to back myself up. The only facts about me that you really need to know before going into this are that I have 1,200 YouTube subs, and that is a steadily growing number. I'm growing steadily on Twitch. I'm having a good time doing that. Instagram and Twitter are doing very well. I have, uh, I think it hit 600 followers last week. We'll see what happens after this podcast becomes the number one selling thing on iTunes. You don't actually sell podcasts. Um, However, I did want to make this because I feel like I have some input and I feel like I have an opinion that is worth listening to when it comes to making content online. Now, for those that have been following along with the uh, past couple of weeks, you'll know that I've been very, um, I've been very disoriented when it comes to where I want to put my content. I've been very disoriented when it comes to content creation. It's been very much so a whirlwind because I have thrown myself into what I have going on uh, with the stuff that I'm doing online. And so I've been trying to kind of figure out where I'm going with all of this. I've been trying to figure out exactly what I want this that I'm doing to become? Where do I want to go with my content creation? And I feel like that's a question that a ton of people have because everybody can make content right now. If you have a cell phone, and most people do, then you can make anything from a Twitch live stream to a YouTube stream to a YouTube video to something on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever you want to do, you can make content if you have any kind of device these days. And uh, that's a very powerful tool. I don't think people understand that. If you are able to reach out to an audience of potentially millions of people, you should take advantage of that and share your opinions with the world if they are, in fact, important. And if you do want and choose to share them, or if you do want to and choose to share them. So the first episode of Decaf is going to be about where you should put your streams online. And this is an episode that I've been talking about doing over the course of the past few weeks, because as I said, I have been a little bit, you know, discombobulated of sorts as to where I want my content to actually go. Uh, As a little bit of background for me, for those that may not know what I've done, I've been on YouTube for over five years, and then I started live streaming on Twitch.tv slash The Samuel Adams. Back in the day, it was originally Pretty Chill Guy 311. Uh, We changed that to Black Coffee TV, and now we are at The Samuel Adams, which I think is going to be the one that we do end up sticking with. It's a pretty good username, especially since my name is genuinely Samuel Adams. Uh, I digress. I've been live streaming on on Twitch, excuse me, on and off for the better part of about three or four years now. Uh, I've been really focusing on it for the past about six or seven months, and it's been an incredibly fun and insightful time. But in that time, it's been very tempting to try other platforms, and I have actually switched over to Mixer twice now, and I've stayed over there for about a day or two, and then I've come back to Twitch just because I have momentum on Twitch, so why would I abandon it? Uh, That's what I always tell myself. But that doesn't mean that that is the right move for you, and that doesn't even mean that that is the right move for me. It's all very much so uh, choosing where you want to shoot your shot and figuring out when you want to do that, how you want to do that, and if you want to do that on a specific platform. Um, So I wanted to kind of go through the differences between Twitch, between Mixer, between YouTube gaming, and all these big AAA, you know, mega goliaths of the streaming industry, and kind of let you guys know where I think the best place is, depending on your circumstance. And of course, take my opinion with a grain of salt, as I said. I just think it's going to be an incredibly interesting kind of discussion to have. I have no notes in front of me. I'm just taking this all out of the back of my mind, because I think that that's the best way to do this. You know, just sharing an opinion about the platforms that are out there, and about what you can do with them. Uh, So let's go ahead and start off with Twitch. What is Twitch bringing to the table when it comes to distributing live content? Uh, and that's pretty much what we're going to be focusing on, obviously. If you if you change the subject uh, to pre-recorded video content, well, that's a completely different ballpark, but we're focusing on live streams. So if you are going to Twitch, what is it bringing to the table? 
it brings a history of being pretty much the number one live streaming platform online. That's what it comes down to. If you want to play a game and share it with people, then Twitch is the place to go. It always has been. It always will be. Back when it was Justin.TV, it was pushing the battery of what was possible. It still is pushing the battery today as Twitch. Uh, so the features that you get are obviously extensions. It's relatively easy to become a Twitch affiliate. Uh, you have to have three concurrent viewers. It's pretty much the most challenging part of the entire thing. And if you do that for a certain amount of time, then you end up getting affiliate. And I've seen many, many people getting to the point of being a Twitch affiliate over the course of the past six months. Um, and that's not to say that that is not a huge achievement, but what it comes down to is that it's not incredibly challenging uh, to become a Twitch affiliate. So when you do hit that point, don't think that you've made it. Uh, don't think that you have become some kind of, you know, the next big streamer, man. You know, you're not. I'm sorry. I'm not. You're not. I'm a Twitch affiliate, and I'm like, you know, throwing it under the bus. It's not that significant of an idea. Uh, the Twitch affiliate program exists purely because Twitch can make more money uh, whenever people with a small audience also have the option to give money to Twitch. That's essentially what it comes down to. And so, I digress, but essentially with Twitch, you have the opportunity to make money with your small hobby if you do want to make money from your small hobby, and also you do have a potential to grow if you are incredibly entertaining, and that's the next thing I wanted to talk about that Twitch requires. Uh, if you are streaming on Twitch, in order to get growth, you have to be the top tier of content creators. You have to be uh, one of the uh, those that can really hold somebody's attention, that has unique ideas, that has top-tier gameplay. You have to have some kind of unique thing that you bring to the table. Otherwise, you are not going to be seeing growth whatsoever. I would say that after somebody enters into your channel, you have about 20 to 25 seconds to really impress them and to blow them out of the water with how amazing you are at the game, with how amazing you are at speaking, with how great your equipment is, with how high quality your stream is. Whatever it may be, you have a very specific amount of time to actually prove yourself to that person and you have to take advantage of that uh, that's why whenever you see me streaming if you do end up stopping by I mean I'm not a big streamer I get between five and ten viewers normally on a regular night uh, and it's been growing steadily I've been kind of losing people because I've been flopping around you know I'm not exactly consistent with where I choose to be even except for the past couple of weeks however now, with that being said, whenever somebody comes into my stream, even if I have one other person in the stream, I am constantly talking about something. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if I am invested in the conversation. It does not matter one iota. It just matters that I am talking. It just matters that I'm there creating content, doing things. That is what it comes down to. And so... That's how I always encourage people to begin streaming. When you turn on the camera, you need to be talking. You need to be having a discussion with yourself. You need to be doing something of value to really reel people in and say, hey, this guy is having a conversation with himself. Even if it's just one of those things where he hits you up in the chat and says, hey, why are you talking to yourself? That is the entryway into a conversation. And so uh, you do have to be entertaining when it comes down to... Uh, to being on Twitch, you do have to have high-level gameplay, or at least one of the two. You have to have something that you bring to the table. Uh, that is one of the most challenging things with Twitch, I believe, is because not everybody is cut out uh, to be a streamer. Not everybody is cut out to be an entertainer. There are people that are out there that simply should and can and will just view the streams. They will just sit there. They will take it in. They will just live life and enjoy themselves, and they don't have to make content, and you might be one of those people. Uh, you don't have to create things in a world that is so focused on content creation. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, if it doesn't feel appealing to you, if you don't have fun making whatever you're making, then don't make it. That's 
essentially what it comes down to. Or if you don't like doing live streams, make some other form of content, Instagram posts, Twitter posts, YouTube videos, whatever it may be, you can make something, but you don't have to make anything. Uh, that's what I think a lot of people get. They, they get lost in the sauce, as I like to say, uh, because it's so tempting to go ahead and dive right into making content in a world that is so focused on creating it. Uh, and you just don't have to do that. But what Twitch brings to the table at the end of the day is the fact that there is a huge group of people on a platform that is very receptive to streamers. And on top of that, you also have the potential to make some money if you are entertaining enough. And of course, the money always comes second, in my opinion. You should always focus on making a community, creating a community, and really reaching out to people before you even think about making money off of whatever you may be doing. Uh, now moving on to what Mixer does bring to the table and kind of comparing it to what Twitch is. Now, Mixer, for those that don't know, is owned by Microsoft. It used to be known by the name of Beam, and it is a relatively impressive platform that has a layout similar to that of Twitch, though there is a much higher probability of discoverability over there on Mixer as of right now, in my personal opinion. And I think that if you went over there and you checked it out, you would see what I'm talking about. So essentially, there are a couple of ways that this site improves discoverability as compared to Twitch. Uh, The first thing is that they pretty much have a constantly rotating uh, dashboard, a home screen, if you will, of smaller streamers that are being featured there. Now, of course, over on Mixer, there are less people viewing streams. There are probably more people actually making streams than there are taking the time to watch streams. But with that being said, you do have the potential to be on the home screen and really be the subject of the limelight for at least a small period of time, even as somebody who just starts there on day one. If you get a certain amount of viewers, you are pretty much put into an algorithm that may boost you to the front page, which is a very impressive asset and something that I think that Mixer is doing much better than Twitch is that they really do promote the smaller broadcasters and the guys that are really starting to get things going and that's one of the reasons that I've tried to switch over twice but I just haven't been able to stick with it because it's just it's it's different we'll get into that in a moment Uh, the next thing that they do that really does foster new people finding your stream is the fact that there's this thing called the hype zone which is kind of like a double-edged sword Uh, if you are entertaining the hype zone essentially sends a giant flocking group of people your way whenever you are at the end of a game in either PUBG or Fortnite there are two hype zones right now And so whenever you do get rated, if you will, by the hype zone, then essentially you have the chance, you have a small period of time, depending on whenever the game ends, to entertain the people that are in your stream. You can prove yourself, essentially, and really sell yourself to the people that are finally checking you out because of the hype zone. And that's a huge advantage if you can take advantage of it. Now, some people simply are not good at doing things on the spot. Some people are not good at streaming, and whenever they are, in fact, in the hype zone, it's very embarrassing, and this is kind of where the double-edged sword thing comes into play. Uh, people will genuinely uh, make fun of you. They will they will say terrible things. They will throw you under the bus if you are not 100 and totally, completely percent, whatever you want to call it, uh, entertaining or fun or good at the game. You will get thrown under the bus, and then the hype zone will move on, and you're just going to be sitting there alone and depressed again. So that's one of the things with the hype zone. Uh, with that being said, what does Mixer bring to the table that is positive in addition to this? Uh, Low latency is a major part of what Mixer has going on. For those that don't know what latency is, uh, it's essentially the time between whenever you are streaming something on your computer and when that content reaches the people you are streaming to. So if I am playing a game of Fortnite, there's generally on Twitch about a delay of between 10 and 15 seconds, depending on what the night has going on for it. Depending on your hardware, it could also be more than that. Uh, But essentially on Twitch, generally there's a delay of between about 5 and 10 for the most people if you have an... uh, 
uh, Elgato HD 60 Pro, which is what I'm using right now. Uh, now, if you have the Elgato HD 60, the old one, then you're probably going to have a lot more latency of about 20 or 30 seconds. It's really, really bad for some people. I digress. With Mixer, regardless of what capture card you have, essentially there is less than one second of delay, uh, which is a very impressive feature because you can essentially have instantaneous conversations with your chat. Uh, Now, this can also be turned off depending on if you don't have a good enough connection to take in the low latency because it does require a better connection. Uh, You can turn that off, and then you have options to adjust the resolution, improve your connection, etc., although the delay is pretty much back to being the same as Twitch. So, you either get the same connection as Twitch, or you get low latency, which both options are perfectly fine by me. However, um, whenever you're doing podcasts or if you're doing something that's really, really interactive or you just like having a good interaction with the chat and chat is a major part of your streaming experience, then Mixer is a great opportunity for you if you do have the good people in the chat. And uh, that's the next thing that I want to address is that it seems like the community of Mixer is much almost younger, almost... um, less responsible it just seems to be a different kind of experience over on mixer to the point that you'll walk into a stream walk in i say like i'm like it's some kind of physical room but you'll go into a stream and you'll be reading through the chat and it just doesn't make sense there's just people saying hi uh, there are people saying if they can play it just seems like there is a very young audience on mixer or at least an audience that is not accustomed to communicating online or doing things in a twitch style um, now, over on Twitch, the community is uh, often hostile, often, uh, <laughs> often, um, uh, it's a complex thing over there on Twitch. It's not a great group of people, but there are some great groups of people. It pretty much varies from stream to stream. Uh, the chat can be anything from incredibly welcoming and loving, or it can also be absolutely hostile and occasionally racist. It's very, um, it's very, um, you know unexpected what you'll find over there on Twitch. However, compared to Mixer, there is a more genuine kind of connection to be found on Twitch if you can find the community. Now, the thing is, uh, there's pretty much a balance here. Over on Mixer, you have a higher probability of discoverability and viewership, but at the same time, the chat and the value within the chat may not be the same as what you get on Twitch. Now, over on Twitch, you have a much less uh, probability of discoverability depending on what you're doing. However, if you do have a following, then you have a much more, you know, a genuine connection with your chat. And so it just depends on exactly how you want to go about doing it. It depends on what you value, etc., etc. Uh, additionally, I will say that Mixer and its mobile app and also the actual web application are often unreliable. I'm not going to lie. There are many occasions where the entire website will be hanging off the screen. You won't be able to see half of the stream. You'll have to refresh. Uh, There are occasions where the app will close down. Streams are completely gone. Chat's missing. There are so many things that I've run into uh, that Mixer needs to fix and needs to get on top of before it is going to become a viable option for streaming. Um... Now, it has gotten better. It is worse on some days. It depends uh, when you are actually watching. You know, if you're early in the morning when less people are on, then you might have a better chance of not having any issues. It simply depends on a lot of different factors that I'll add up to if you have a good streaming experience or not. Uh, However, it's a great option for newer streamers. I recommend giving it a shot. If you have no following whatsoever, you have a wide-ass open opportunity, um, and you should definitely 100% take that. Now, moving on, I want to talk about Facebook Live, and uh, right there, 
I know that so many of you are saying, oh God, Facebook, why are you talking about Facebook? Uh, Because Facebook is a viable option for streaming now. It genuinely is. And it's an interesting way they do it. Essentially what you do is if you've ever streamed on Twitch or on Mixer, you'll know that you go in and you pretty much get your stream key. And then you put that into your OBS or whatever software you may be using and you stream to the platform directly. With Facebook, you do the exact same thing except you go and you set up the stream after you've started streaming. And then you stream by initiating the stream on Facebook. It's incredibly strange the workaround that they have going on. Uh, But with that being said, Facebook Live is genuinely becoming an option for live streamers. Now, the discoverability over on Facebook is a different beast altogether. It's very interesting to check out what they have going on on the platform because essentially there are a ton of mobile streams that are allowing streams directly to Facebook via mobile devices. And it seems like a game called Rules of Survival, which is pretty much a mobile PUBG knockoff, is one of the reigning champions of what you have going on over there on Facebook. Now, on top of that, of course, you have your your, uh, Fortnite, excuse me. You have your Sea of Thieves occasionally, but it's pretty much dominated by a couple of streamers that have been bought out from Twitch and brought over to Facebook. It kind of varies depending on um, on if they're streaming or not. But there is discoverability over there because Facebook is the largest social network in the world. There are so many people on Facebook that many of them don't even know that live streaming video games on the internet is a thing. People don't understand that that is a viable option uh, for entertainment. I saw one um, person in... I watched Darkness429. He used to be on Twitch. He was bought out by Facebook. They were brought him over to the platform, and he's doing incredibly well over there. Growth has been insane. Uh, but I saw one person in his chat, and it was a young lady, uh, probably about 20, 25 years old, and she said that I put you next to my vanity whenever I'm getting ready in the morning. Now, I don't know if that was a troll. I don't know what was going on there. But the fact that there is somebody that is putting Darkness429 next to her mirror while she puts her makeup on, uh, and the fact that she found him on Facebook, that is... That is speaking volumes to me as that is the future. That is what you could possibly have if you are entertaining enough, if you have quality gameplay. Again, all of these quality assets do come back into play regardless of the platform that you do end up going to. Uh, But with Facebook, there is a huge opportunity for growth because there are very, very, very few streamers over there that are taking the time to really invest time into that platform. And so if you are brand new to the game then there is nothing stopping you from going over there and bringing your A game and absolutely dominating over there on that platform. I have no doubt that you could get a solid following if you make a fan page over there on Facebook. Now, the thing with it is they have had, you know, the news over the past couple of weeks showing that there is, in fact, some security issue going on with Facebook where they're selling a lot of information and people are kind of hesitant to go over there. So going forward, that will definitely play a factor in your discoverability because people may not want to go over to Facebook, um, especially if you are planning on switching from one platform to another. So you have to take that into consideration. It's a very complex issue with Facebook, but when it comes to Facebook, Facebook.gg or FB.gg if you want to check it out. Uh, There's huge potential for growth and Facebook is just absolutely throwing money into it like wood into a wood stove. It is going to blow up and people are going to be watching content over on that platform. So if you want to try Facebook, I would recommend it. The lag is pretty much the exact same as Mixer where it's very low latency. Uh, It seems to me that Facebook streams are more reliable than Mixer streams. So... Essentially, if you wanted to have a really high level of interaction with your chat, then that is an option over there on Facebook. You have very low latency, uh, and you also have a relatively new platform where you can really grow very quickly if you do bring high-quality content to the table. Um, And then moving on to the final one that I want to discuss, and that is YouTube Gaming. Now, this is a very interesting situation that YouTube has gotten itself into with YouTube Gaming. Obviously, it was a brand that kind of emerged 
out of the main YouTube brand. It's kind of like a branch, if you will, over the course of the past couple of years. And it has its own mobile app that's separate from YouTube. It has its own website that is separate from YouTube, uh, but they are interconnected. And essentially, when it comes to, excuse me, when it comes to YouTube gaming, if you have a following on YouTube, this is a genuinely good idea to get in on YouTube gaming. Uh, if you are passionate about what YouTube is bringing to the table, then you can definitely get in on YouTube gaming. For me, it makes more sense to stream over there on YouTube, but at the same time, I'm so passionate and involved in Twitch that it just feels wrong for me to leave the platform and try something elsewhere at this point. Even though I have before, I just feel very much so compelled to stick to it on Twitch. But for those that love YouTube, it is a viable option because essentially the features of YouTube are exactly the same as Twitch. You can, instead of getting subscriptions, which are the paid subscriptions here on Twitch, you can get sponsors, which are pretty much the exact same idea where somebody is paying money per month to support you and your content creation. Uh, there are donations, there are super chats, which are essentially uh, donations via a bits style system, but more so with just straight up cash, which feels very, um, you know, with bits on Twitch, it feels like you're, you know, throwing bits into a cup. It sounds fun with, with these things on YouTube. It just sounds like here's money. You take my, here's a fistful of cash. Enjoy. It's a different kind of situation with, with, um, with sponsors and with, with super chat over there on YouTube, but it is a viable option because it's essentially the exact same thing as what Twitch is bringing to the table. And so if you love YouTube, if you're passionate about it, uh, then you can pretty much make it big over there. And uh, many people are, in fact, a fun fact, we covered it on an episode of Cafe Date a couple of days back, but there was a Mexican streamer, or a Spanish-speaking streamer, whatever you want to call it, I think he was a Mexican streamer, um, that was playing Fortnite, and he was playing with the top 100 uh, YouTube Fortnite streamers that spoke Spanish. And that actually, if I remember correctly, excuse me if I'm wrong, I might be butchering this story, but if I remember correctly, he had over 1 million viewers at one specific time during the stream. Over 1 million viewers that blew the Ninja Cross Drake Twitch stream out of the water. It absolutely devastated that. Excuse me, I bit my lip. Um, But that is just the power of YouTube right there. There are so many people on the platform that it just makes sense to at least give it a shot. So, to wrap up this entire conversation, if I had to rank where you should stream, um, if you are just starting out, let me rephrase, if you are just starting out, then uh, then you have to have two options here. You can either make this your goal to become somebody that just streams, or you just want to do it as a hobby. That's pretty much where I'm going with this. Uh, if you want to just do it as a hobby, then 100% Twitch is where it's at. They have all of the emotes. The culture of Twitch is impeccable. It is great. I love Twitch so much. It's easy to stream on. It's easy to get involved in a chat. It's easy to network. It is the pinnacle of live streaming right now. So if you're just doing it as a hobby, number one, Twitch. Number two, I would say Facebook because you have a much higher probability of taking off. Number three, Mixer because of the low latency and because of the fact that you do have the chance to really get big over there on Mixer. Uh, But at the same time, the chat is a little bit detrimental. And number four, I would say YouTube Game because it is almost just as saturated as Twitch is right now because people are realizing the potential with live streaming over there on YouTube and they are taking advantage of that. And if you want to make this a full-time thing, uh, then the first one that I would go with is Mixer, 100%, because it does have the low-latency technology, and also you have a ton of eyes on you, and those do include corporate eyes, because Microsoft is closely watching what is going on with their platform. They are looking to see who is emerging as the big dog on Mixer, and you could be the big dog, uh, which could get you opportunities to speak in front of people, to present something at a new show, to be the E3 spokesperson down the line. You don't know what's going to be happening with the live streamers that are making it big on Mixer, 
mixer. And so I would say, number one, if you are wanting to make this a full-time gig for you, uh, the mixer is definitely number one. Number two, Facebook, because it is essentially the exact same kind of thing as Mixer, and it has a huge install base, and again, those corporate eyes are on you, and also there is a huge potential to actually grow over there on Facebook right now. Uh, Number three, I would say Twitch because Twitch has so many amenities that you can do with the Twitch affiliate program, the Twitch partner program, uh, the front page. If you get partner, you can get front page time, which is an amazing thing. If again, you can take advantage of it in the same way that you do on Mixer. And there are just so many good little emotes and so many good little niche uh, communities that you can really network with and get in with and really become a part of that it's so great to be able to be big on Twitch that I can't put it last because it just is the best thing. It's just incredibly hard to infiltrate and really blow up on the platform right now if that is your end goal. And of course, number four is YouTube gaming because YouTube itself is going through a very transitional time. I think that it's going to come out on top uh, when it comes to videos, but I don't know that it's going to come out on top when it comes to live streams because it feels very hollow. Uh, the emotes that are over there are obviously, you know, specifically catered to the stream that you are watching, the streamer you're watching. So it's not exactly the exact same kind of experience as Twitch, although it does do things very well. And if you do choose to do that when you are making a good choice at the end of the day, uh, and that brings me to how I want to wrap this up. Uh, regardless of what you want to do with your content creation, regardless if you are passionate about, uh, you know, creating content, uh, online via YouTube videos, via streams, whatever it may be, if you are focused on streaming, then you can choose any kind of platform that you want. If you're focused on making videos, you can choose any kind of platform that you want. If you're focused on making podcasts, whatever you want to do, whatever your goal is, whatever you want to create, just get it out there. Just get out there. Put it out on your platform of choice and just continuously continue pumping it out. Distribute it on social media. Put it out there on Instagram. Find new social networks that are emerging. You have to be constantly tuned in and constantly pumping stuff out because the more noise that you make, the higher there is a potential that somebody will find you that didn't even know you were alive 10 minutes before they realized that this was a podcast that existed. I mean, I might get, you know, some followers from this podcast that find me on Anchor and then find me on Twitter and then find me over there on Twitch. Distribute your stuff and continue making your content and eventually you will get to the point where you are being able to do this on a regular basis and have people showing up for streams. You are going to be able to have this on a regular basis and have, you know, 10, 20, 100, 200, 5,000, 10,000 views, 100,000 views per video. Whatever you might be doing, you could be in the top 10 on iTunes. You never know. What is going to happen? You just have to continue making that content and putting it out there. That's why I upload stuff every day to the YouTube channel now with Caffeinate. Uh, Well, every weekday anyways. And that's why I upload stuff and work all weekend to make videos and to stream and do all these things is because there is potential here as long as you stick with it. And so that's where we're going to wrap it up for the first episode of Decaf. I hope you have enjoyed this. If you're listening on iTunes, drop me a rating. Whatever platform you may be on, uh, drop me a like or a rating. Whatever it may be, I appreciate it incredibly a huge amount uh it's definitely going to help me in the long run to uh you know encourage me to do more of these podcast style things because i love podcasting especially with this mic that i've got it sounds great i love making things for you guys and i love helping people especially as somebody who is not a huge person but i love to be able to put a little stepping stool down there for people that may just be getting started that may just be getting interested even not even into it just being interested in the content creation i love being able to support that kind of thing 
But I digress. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can hit me up at Pretty Chill Guy. On Instagram, I am found at Samuel Adams Media. And I would love to see you guys over there in my feed. But as for right now, I will talk to you soon. I will see you tomorrow morning for Caffeinate. And I'll probably be streaming on Twitch here in a bit at twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams. You guys have a fantastic day. I will talk to you soon. And peace.